Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode. You're gonna love it, it's a great one. But you know what, before we get there, I wanna tell you about chemistry staffing. You know, you might be at the place where you're thinking about a transition. You might be thinking about what is your next ministry step. And frankly, if you were to reach out to me, I would say, you know what you should do? You should talk to my friends over at Chemistry Staffing. They want to help you find a fantastic long-term fit. That is what I love about them. They're trying to help leaders like you sit in a place, be in a place that's great for you long-term. But what I want you to do, you might not be there now. What I want you to do though, is I want you to go over to chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary, where you can download one PDF that contains two eBooks, when to leave and before you go. Even if you're thinking about these issues, it's probably good to spend some time processing that, thinking about it. And these two resources will help you do it. These two books are probably the best resource for ministry leaders out there. They're completely free, who are wrestling through whether it's time for them to move on. Now would be a good time for you to check these things out. Again, I'm so convinced that our friends at Chemistry Staffing will help you find a good long-term fit. You can trust them. They're good brokers. They're, they're good friends along this journey. So drop by chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary and pick up the two eBooks all in one when to leave and before you go both resources to help you wrestle through friends ministry transitions are a part of ministry life and so if you're thinking about those today one of the first things i would say to you is hey you should reach out to my friends over at chemistry staffing i know they'll help you find uh, a great long-term fit again that's chemistrystaffing.com forward slash unseminary today are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you are tuned in today. We've got a, a special episode. Today, I'm recording live, which doesn't normally happen. Normally, I'm across a Zoom call, but in the room with my friend Marcus Gibbs from Ascension Church. This is a fantastic church in Southwest London. That's London, England, for friends that are listening in, that uh, you should you should really should be tracking with. So there's some really cool stuff that's happening here. Uh, they're a Church of England church. Uh, here in southwest London, that's below the river. Uh, fantastic neighborhood. I've actually been here for the last couple of days, uh, spending some time with Marcus and his team. So it's been it's been just wonderful. Thanks for your hospitality uh, in that. But Marcus, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Rich. And uh, yeah, really been awesome hanging out a little bit. And uh, yeah, just so, great to be on the podcast. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the church? Kind of give us a flavor. Maybe talk a little bit about the community. Talk a little bit about you know how long have you been here? Those sorts of things. Yeah, so I've been the pastor here for nine years, and mm. it's a great community. It's really vibrant. We're not in central London, but we're not far out from the center, mm -hmm. and they call it Nappy Valley around here. So there's loads <laughs> of uh, kind of young parents with young kids, and um, it's quite a wealthy area, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, people commuting into London, people working in finance, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and when I took on the church nine years ago, um, yeah, it, it needed a lot of love, to mm -hmm. be honest. There was a lot of uh, different things that I needed to look at, really practically, even to do with the whole building, mm -hmm. um, which needed a lot of work. It's a 140-year-old Victorian building, <laughs> and uh, 
it, the heating at the time didn't work, so we had to um, raise some money to put some central heating in and just to kind of get the place up and running, really. So, mm -hmm. But it's, it, it's a great community, and I absolutely love it here. Well, one of the things that I love about talking with leaders like yourself who are leading in contexts where people don't just go to church, you know, that give us a sense of the kind of spiritual makeup. Most of the people that are listening are American, but, you know, there's a vast less number of people percentage-wise in London that attend church. Give us a bit of that makeup. Tell us about that. Yeah, no one goes to church. It's, it's, it's like no one, like no one. Yes. Um, there's a lot of lovely people. Uh, they're kind of good without God. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're kind oh, of wandering good. around um very very friendly very polite they'll they'll stand in line and queue and uh do really nice things but but fundamentally no one comes to church here um yes. you know if you open a church here in southwest london and expect anyone to come you'll be sorely disappointed right and that means that we have to really think creatively mm -hmm. how on earth are we going to do this thing called church here in this mm -hmm. part of london mm -hmm. because um unless you get an answer to that question nothing will happen Right. And I think for us, the, the, the real sort of turning point was when someone in my congregation said, Marcus, we, we need to open a coffee shop in the mm, church. Mm. And the moment this guy was called Sandy, he said to me, we've got to open a, a coffee shop. I said, you're absolutely right. I mean, people love their coffee around here. They love their flat whites. <laughs> they love, you know, hanging out. And actually, it made a real virtue of the fact it was a 135-year-old Victorian church because sitting looking up at incredible architecture and stained glass windows drinking your flat white is something that you know the local starbucks can't offer absolutely so <laughs> four years ago we opened the coffee shop we called it parish coffee and it has transformed absolutely everything mm -hmm. because um we now have around a thousand people a week coming through the church mm -hmm. to drink coffee to hang out mm -hmm. and suddenly we've become this church for the community. And mm -hmm. I often say to people, we don't want to be the best church in Ballam. We want to be the best church for Ballam. Oh, we want to be like a church where people say, if they weren't there, we'd really miss them. And mm -hmm. I think uh, that's, that's kind of something that's happened over the last few years where I don't think they just miss us because they've missed their caffeine. Um, <laughs> although I think they would, by the way. Uh, but I think... What we found is on the back of the coffee shop being open during the week, yeah. we've been able to now launch several other ministries. So mm -hmm. we've been able to open a debt center to help people uh, with debt problems. Uh, we have a refugee drop-in mm -hmm. uh, for people who have landed on our doorstep from other countries who need help and support. And so that's now started. Mm -hmm. We run a little eco station where people can um, reuse and refill uh, their kind of empty shampoo bottles and things like that with new product instead of rebuying plastic so mm. that they're caring for the environment. Um, plus, we've now become a place where the local sixth form college come and visit um, and, and hang out and eat, eat donuts and drink coffee. So <laughs> it feels like this place is now really alive during the week. Yes, yes. And it's totally, I mean, it's ruined my life in the, you know, <laughs> My life before the coffee shop and before all these initiatives was mainly based around Sunday. Right. You know, it's right. like you spend the week getting ready for Sunday. Right. Right. I'd now say 85% of my time is midweek. Right. Ministering right. to the people midweek. Love it. Sunday, Sunday's great. I yes. love Sundays. Yep. 
But actually, it's the other days that I, I love even more because that's when we've got unchurched mm. people walking in who, who just look around and say, wow, this mm. is awesome. I love it mm -hmm. here. Love it. And I wander around and chat and sometimes get to pray with them. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I sort of say, oh, by the way, by the way, we... I forgot to mention, but we do this thing on a Sunday. <laughs> we do this thing on a Sunday Love called it. church. Yes. And maybe you should try church. And Come they look at me out. and they say, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's try church. That sounds good. So that. so yeah. it's been it's been a real transformation for me as well. And Love it has it. been um, and continues to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I love it. Well, the thing, yeah, I think listeners who are listening in, one of the things I think it's super critically important that we all learn from leaders like Marcus in context, like in some ways you're peering into the future, listeners, because every community that that are people that are listening is becoming more unchurched and will eventually end up exactly where Marcus's community will in, obviously outside of a, a dramatic move by the Lord, obviously. But this is what's happening. Our church, our communities are becoming more and more unchurched. And so in some ways, you're looking into the future by listening to today's conversation and hearing about what, you know, some of the things that have happened at Ascension. Now, I, one of the things that I was really excited to come, you know, fly across the pond to come and see was something called Bubble Church. This is a, uh, a service that your church does first thing on a Sunday morning. I had a chance yesterday to check it out and just loved it. Tell me, what is Bubble Church? Just for folks that are listening and give us a sense of what Bubble Church is. In real simple terms, Bubble Church is a half hour service on a Sunday morning aimed at parents of little ones. I mean, preschoolers kind of up to five, six years of age and, and little kids. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very simple in many respects. They come in, they sit on a bubble. What do we mean by that? A bubble mm -hmm. is a little circular piece of carpet uh, that the family sit on and uh, like I say, it lasts about half an hour and there's puppets, there's action songs, there's a Bible story that the puppets act out. And then there's an activity or a response so that after the Bible story, they open a little bag on their bubbles, on their mats, and they open it up and inside there's maybe a craft activity or a way of responding to the Bible story. Mm -hmm. And there's some words that we use at the beginning and the end. And then all of a sudden, after about half an hour, we say goodbye mm -hmm. and that's the end of the service. So mm -hmm. it, it's kind of family time all together. We kick off with coffee and croissants, um, which is a very Southwest London thing to do. <laughs> and um, the, the parents and the little ones absolutely love it absolutely. because it's a service that is absolutely targeted and designed for them. Yes. Unashamedly yes. so. Yes. We're not yes. trying to reach everyone. What we are trying to reach is, mm -hmm. is this demographic that we've got here of these mm -hmm. young families with little kids. They don't want to be in a church where people look at them and say, shh, shh, shh be quiet, you right. know. So mm -hmm. this service is like totally for them. Mm -hmm. And just a bit of a background is, um, you know, we went from zero people coming to this service. And, you, mm. and, and I just want to reiterate, no one comes to church yes, here in the yes, UK. Yes. Or it's such a low percentage. And within six months, we had over 100 people That's coming amazing. through the door. That's amazing. And eight out of 10 of these people have never been to church before. Right. right. right? So just get your head around that. That's they didn't amazing. grow up a Christian. Yep. Their parents weren't Christians. They're coming with their kids, and they have never been to church before. Right. And so for us, this was like, wow, 
Yeah, you know, amazing. we've been trying there. to get if if we could get an extra hundred people a week coming who had never been to church before within six months to our normal main service. Yeah, we'd be like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and just a bit of background: um, we launched this during COVID because mm-hmm. here in the UK, um, the government had said <laughs> they they clamped down and said you can hardly do anything. You know, we we had what was called a lockdown. Mm-hmm. We could hardly do anything, but one thing we're allowed to do was to. Uh, do an hour of exercise a day outside. And the other thing was they said, if you do go to church, you can go to church, but you have to stay in your bubble, Mm -hmm. which means you have to stay with your close family. Yes. And so we thought, okay, if you can stay with your bubble, let's call it Bubble Church. And we <laughs> launched it. this church. You service. redeemed all of COVID just we for did. that. If that's, we did. You know, and that really is what got kicked off. And that's, and that's, that's yeah. that was the initial catalyst. Well, how, did, how did you spread the word at the beginning? Because to me, that's amazing. Like the fact that people, is it just, you know, people talk to their friends or what, what was it that kind of, you know, that initially got the word out there that people were able to hear about it? I mean, launching COVID times was actually a really good thing because people were hardly allowed to do anything. Right. And so the moment they found out, wow, we can go with our kids to this church service, we're allowed to do that. That's one of the things we're allowed to do. It really helped. Mm-hmm. And so um, it gave them an opportunity to do something with their, their their children. But also, I mean, we did run a toddler group mm-hmm. for you know mm-hmm. parents of little ones during the week. So we told mm-hmm. them about it. Um, there's a lot of WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups in this area that we mm. advertised on. Mm-hmm. And uh, amongst parents around here, word gets round. Right. You know, if something right. good is happening, right. they're like, you should check this out. You should, mm-hmm. you know, uh, parents and mums and dads, they all kind of compare mm-hmm. notes. Mm-hmm. And so the word spread and mm-hmm. it's continued to grow. And I'm really pleased to say that even though we're now post-COVID and there's none of these lockdowns, we're a little bit concerned. Oh, is it going to continue growing or yes. is it going to now yeah. decline? Yeah, because people but have other options. Yeah, it, it's continued to grow. And what's awesome is the Church of England in this country, um, who really understandably are looking for ways to, to grow the church, um, they came to us and said, look, we would love you to roll out this mm-hmm. bubble church to other churches around the country. Right, absolutely. And so they've given us some funding and now we've employed someone whose job it is to basically go and coach and train other churches on how to run bubble church. Yeah, I love it. And I'll, I'll just, I just want to say, the, the thing that's good about it is mm-hmm. it is simple, yes. right? Yes. It is it is really simple. Yes. So when you go to explain it to other churches, it's not like, oh, you need a PhD and you need to have really like <laughs> studied you know, yeah, theology deeply and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it is, it is really quite straightforward, but for some reason, and obviously I believe that's, that's God, uh, mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, it seems like we've developed a kind of recipe, a kind of way of doing this church service that really seems to work well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if we can be part of helping other churches with that, then great. Yeah, I love it. Well, and you know, I know, um, so I'm not from a tradition, that has a lot of liturgy or we have a different kind of liturgy we would not call it what we do a liturgy uh but one of the things that i found interesting about you know participating in um in bubble church yesterday was there are a couple elements that particularly at the beginning and the end that feel very liturgical but actually very much fit if i was watching a children's television show like it's the lots of kids tv shows do the same kind of thing where there's like this this predictability that that kids like 
And, you know, as parents, we get to know all those things, which I think is actually super beautiful and amazing. You actually told me an interesting story about that, about the ending, kind of the benediction, for lack of a better word, that, you know, impact. Tell me about that again. You told me that story yesterday. Oh, no, it was lovely. We had, um, we've had a couple of parents telling us that their kids, when they go to bed at night or mm -hmm. at home, act out those words from bubble yes. church you yeah, know I love that. god is bigger than our fears god mm. is kinder than yeah. the kindest person and they're kind yeah. of doing the actions and they're using these words and they come to us and say we act out bubble church at home you know <laughs> and you see the power actually you know we're not hugely liturgical here but no. just a few words with these actions have really kind of lodged in, in the minds and hearts of these little kids. And it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, and the, the hope is, the beautiful thing about those, I was thinking when you told me that story yesterday, I thought, man, there's going to be kids, you know, we always have to have an eye for, we're not raising children, we're, you know, we're raising adults, right? We're raising people who 30, 40 years from now, you know, I've got faith for, there's going to be somebody who is in a tough part of their life and they're going to remember, you know, God's big. He's bigger than my fears. He's bigger than, you know, and he's close, wants to be closer than a friend, all of that. Um, it just is amazing. I think that's incredible. Do you have any stories of maybe a, a family that's connected through Bubble Church that you're convinced maybe your church wouldn't have reached before? You just maybe who hadn't stumbled into your, you know, your main service or any, any other programming that could kind of paint that picture a little bit about how this has helped your, your church reach the community? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's this one family who, uh, how can I put it? They're like uber cool. I mean, they're like, you know, they're the most beautiful mother and father I've ever seen. <laughs> they okay. get all the, ge the good they, genetics. Literally, when God was handing out like the good looking genes, they got all of them. And, you know, they're just lovely people. Uh, mm -hmm. But I don't think they would have ever have kind of come to church. Right. And something really funny happened. I, I just know that you know, their background was not one of church. Mm -hmm. And I heard them chatting to a new couple um, just the other week. And um, the new couple said, oh, are you, are you new here? And they said, no, no, uh, we've been coming now for six months and this is our church. Mm -hmm. And I just Beautiful. kind of overheard them say that. And I thought, wow, yeah, this isn't just some event they come to. Mm -hmm. This really, they see it as their church. Mm -hmm. This isn't some kind of little kids group or something. Mm -hmm. They see it as their church. Mm -hmm. And they've now started to volunteer and help with Bubble Church. And mm -hmm. their, their, their children um, are starting to now help lead the service as well. And this is, this is the really cool thing about Bubble Church, I found, is that as the children get older, mm -hmm. um, there's so many roles that they can get involved in in terms right. of serving. So right. we've got some of the kids who, like, you know, we're really little when they started. They're now a little bit older. They're now doing the puppets. Mm -hmm. We get them helping us lead the service on the mm -hmm. stage. Mm -hmm. um, we get them helping with the refreshments. Mm -hmm. And they just love it. Mm -hmm. And so this family who previously would have had, I, I think, very little to do with church, now see it as their church. Right. And not only see it as their church, but are serving in their church. Yeah, getting plugged in. And this is, this is just brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, there's another family. There's 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 a chap called Gary mm -hmm. who I think is a single dad. Actually, you yep. often think of single mums as a single dad. He's got two daughters, mm -hmm. and um, I, you know, in the nicest possible way, um, I think he would have found normal church services just too much for him. Sure, like an hour and a half or an hour and a yeah, quarter yeah. with his kids. I I think he would have just found the whole experience almost too overwhelming mm -hmm. um too foreign yep 
yep. um, just something he wouldn't have known about or mm -hmm. known what to do, wouldn't have known when to stand, when to sit. Right. Just It would have just not been for him. Right. Whereas I think there's something about bubble church. We all sit on these carpets on the floor, <laughs> right? Yes. It's a bit like, it's like a great leveler. We're yes. all in this together. That's good. Um, like the adults, that. the kids, we're all on our bubbles. Yep. And everything about it requires no prior knowledge yep. Yep. of church, mm -hmm. of Christianity. And so I think for someone like him, he doesn't feel stupid. He no. doesn't feel like he's made to look stupid because he doesn't know where to go to in the Bible when we say turn to this yep. bit of the Bible. Yep. Yeah, it's like because we're doing it for the kids, the parents can learn as well mm -hmm. without being made to feel stupid because mm -hmm. because we're explaining it to the kids. Right. They can be learning yes, without, do you get what I mean? Without Absolutely. feeling like, oh, I don't know what this means or, you know, yes. I don't know this bit of the Bible or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think we found that it's very accessible, right? And you know what? It's just really turned things around here. It yeah, really I has. love it. Now, talk to me about. I'm sure there have been a few times where you maybe stubbed your toe, or you feel like, hey, we did stuff that maybe didn't work, or like there was some things that maybe were like, if you were talking to other churches, you'd be like, avoid this. Has there been anything with bubble churches you've got launched that that you know you would you would advise people as as they're thinking about this kind of thing? You know, to, yeah. to maybe do different, yeah. I think, and we've talked a bit about this, Rich. I think one of the things we didn't do at the beginning, because we were so excited about people coming through the door, is we didn't mention giving at all. Right. And, you know, we just wanted them to be blessed and right. feel like this is, you right. know, kindness of our hearts. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that was lovely, and, and it really is lovely. Mm -hmm. But I think what I've learned is if things aren't there from the start... Right. Hard They're quite add. hard to then crowbar in later. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's like, yes. um, you know, if we've been doing bubble church for a year and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, mm -hmm. we start to include a little slot in that half an hour talking mm -hmm. about, hey, would you like to give to the work of our church? And yes. Suddenly people are like, wait there. Wait a second. Is this a bait and switch? You know, you, you, you never talked about that a while ago. Yes. We, you're now talking about that because we're yeah, now here. Yeah. And yeah. there's a few things that I think looking back, not just on money, on, on serving, on, on offering prayer at the end, mm -hmm. a few things that we've added subsequently. And it's, it's been all right, but mm -hmm. I think if we'd baked those into it from the beginning, right. I think everyone would have gone with it, and yeah. that would have been seen, that would, have, would be viewed as just normal. That's part of what Bubble Church mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think trying to introduce key elements later on right. is, is trickier. trickier. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, so one of the things you mentioned was that, which I think is amazing, is that you're looking at, you know, helping other churches that are asking these questions. And, and one of the things you and I had talked about was, you know, I've had the opportunity to engage with some churches that are unfortunately at the, the end of life. They're in the kind of, they're in their, their death blows. Things are, you know, they're, they're, they're considering closing. And oftentimes I find the saddest, um, most depressing part of those conversations are the leaders in those churches saying, you know, there's, it's been, and they know the date, it's been 15 years since there'd been a kid here. Yeah. You know, it's been 20 years since we've, you know, we have, we have a, we have a, a nursery that's completely dusty because we haven't had any kids here in so long. And the thing I, I love about this is I do think from a church renewal point of view, it, man, it could be a great strategy. And obviously that's a part of the story that God's writing here. 
talk to me about what your thought or your vision might be around some of that. Like, how could you see other churches adopting this? What could, you know, how could this fit in? You know, what's your heart on that front? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story of my friend Gabriel, who uh, is based in North London. He's a pastor of a church there. And coming out of COVID, you know, we're good friends. And he, he just said, you know, I'm really not sure whether I can carry on. You know, COVID mm. had absolutely decimated his con congregation. Mm. They were an older congregation. Mm. A lot of them weren't coming back. Mm -hmm. um, things weren't looking good. And he, he basically said, um, Marcus, can I steal Bubble Church? I just want to steal the whole thing. <laughs> Love it. Can you send me just everything? Send, send me, me all the things. Send me the slides. Send me your puppets. Send me the puppets. <laughs> send me the Bible stories. Send me literally everything. Love Video it. yourself doing it. Just send me the whole thing. And I said, of course. So we sent him everything. And um, we we look back now and realize he had the gift of desperation. You know, it was that. <laughs> That's you know, good. He's desperate, like that. right? Yes. And he, 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 he. He started Bubble Church, and we do it weekly, but he said, look, I, I don't have the resources to do it weekly on a Sunday morning. I've already got my existing services, but I'm going to do it monthly. And he phones me every month and just tells me story after story after story of mm. how amazing great. Bubble Church has been and how it has transformed his congregation. He's also now built a whole new congregation with it. But he's got the most incredible stories. I, I, can I just... Absolutely, yeah. So absolutely. one is, um, because he does it monthly, he, he was telling me that one of the dads of the little girl, who I think she's only three or four, asks her dad every week, is it Bubble <laughs> Church Day? Is it Bubble Church Day? No, not today. And he's like, not today. And uh, Gabriel and I were saying, we don't know anyone who asks that question of our main service. Yes. Right? We have no one who says... Is it the 10.30 service today? Yes, you know, yes, yes. Yet, yet here we have kids literally saying to their parents, is it Bubble Church? Day? Yes. Right, yes. and that's just amazing. And then the other thing, the other story was he had um, some uh, people who started coming to Bubble Church. And as often happens, London is a very transient place. And he's in North London. And they said, we're moving way out of London. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're going to be uh, heading out of London. Mm -hmm. And he spent the next five minutes saying, we're really going to miss you. Mm. Um, so sorry that, you know, you're leaving. Mm. And they stopped him and they said, oh, no, we're not leaving. He said, mm. what? He said, we're going to travel from where oh. we live outside London every month wow, to, to come, come back. back for Bubble Church. <laughs> and he looked at them. He said, are you joking? They said, no, no, we're going to come back. <laughs> and then he thought, yeah, but will they? Yes. And they yes. did. Wow. And Amazing. so... And for me, the joy in this is, and I know you're like this, Rich, as well, mm. seeing our other leaders, other mm. brothers and sisters kind of see the joy of growth and God bringing people into their church. For me, seeing the transformation in his own life, in his own yeah, ministry, in his church, yeah. brings me incredible joy. Absolutely. And I know I'm sort of this isn't meant to be one big kind of advert for Bubble Church, but I'm, I'm just excited about it because... Mm -hmm. The other thing that starts to happen is, um, and he's seen this at his church, and we've seen this at our church, um, people then say, actually, we're going to start to stick around for the next service. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And, or actually, we're growing out of Bubble Church now, so mm. we're going to stick around for the next service. Yes, yes. And I have spent seven of my nine years thinking, how do I grow my 1030s, my next yes, service, yes, right? Yes, yes. And ironically, the way it's growing is because we started Bubble Church, which is before it. Yes. As those families are growing up, 
Right. They're going into the next service. Yes. And we're growing it. our next service. Yes. But not in the way I thought we would be. <laughs> That's right? great. I love it. And so actually it provides the sort of on-ramp to the next service. Yeah. And so that's that's just been fantastic and uh, Marcus, that's yeah. it that's so encouraging that's I, I love that and i think the thing you know one of the transferable lessons i want people to pick up here is you know marcus you know has a passion for you know next generation trying to help um you know families with kids that that is like um at the core of what growing churches have done for years which is hey we've got to think about that we can't that, you know, senior leaders, you can't outsource that to someone else. You can't outsource the passion. There's parts of it that at, like at the end of the day, somebody else has got to run these things and all that. That makes sense. But the passion for it, the like, hey, I'm excited to, you know, for that is, is that's your role as a senior leader. You've got to be, you know, fired up about it. Actually, one of my, my memories uh, that I'll take for sure from my experience in Bubble Church yesterday was, you know, I was sitting at the back trying to be the like, you know, the guy watching everything and checking it out. And then I, I look up and, and Marcus is a, you know, he's a vicar in the Church of England, friends. He's a, this is a serious man that's on a serious agenda. And uh, I look up and there we're do, doing actions, action songs, and the vicar's up there doing actions. And I, I, that just warmed my heart. I was like, man, that even for those kids to see, here's a vicar who is willing to do these actions, uh, personally, I think that's going to speak volume to generations. And obviously it speaks volumes to the leaders who are involved because they look around and they can pick up whether they know whether you're actually passionate about this stuff or not. They know if you're just trying to paint the, you know, just to be like, no, no, this is really exciting. And you're not really that excited about it. Um, and, you know, I think Marcus is a perfect example of that. It's just so great. Well, when you think about the future of Bubble Church, kind of up over the horizon, you know, where's your... Where's your head go? What do you think, you know, either here locally or in other churches? Where, where's your, your brain go? Where do you think this thing might be going next? Yeah, I want to answer that. But I just want to say on, on that point you said about me standing up and doing the actions and everything. I just want to quickly share that sure, yeah. God had to really break something in me. <laughs> I, I, I just want to share this because, again, I, I keep repeating. I've been here nine years. Bubble Church happened two years ago. And I think maybe for the first seven years... I had in my mind the kind of people I wanted to minister to here oh, at Ascension, oh, right? That's good. I, 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 I wanted these young professionals. We're, we're in London. I wanted these people in their 20s and 30s, probably single, you know, mm -hmm. uh, who have great jobs in finance up in the mm -hmm. city. That's the kind of thing I did before mm -hmm. I moved into church leadership. And I, I was pretty much saying to God, look, here are the people I want to minister <laughs> Send to. Send these people. I've got, I've got some great uh, talks and sermons to give. I can share my experience of when I used to work in London before I was ordained. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was pretty much saying to God, you know, I know, <laughs> I know who my target congregation is, right? Yes. And um, the church wasn't growing, right? right? The church wasn't growing. <laughs> and um, I, I think there was just this moment where, Insofar as I hear God, I mm -hmm. just felt him say to me one day, who are the people I've actually given you? Mm. Oh, that's and good. the people he had actually given me were the people in our coffee shop that I mentioned at the beginning. And when I looked around, they were all there with their strollers and these little kids mm -hmm. and loads of parents and little kids. And that's the area we're in. And I said, but God, they're not the people I want to minister to. <laughs> and he, we, you know, we did that kind of back and forth that, yes. you know, you hear. And uh, he said, yeah, but they're the people I've put on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I think suddenly 
realized you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry lord no, you know good. i never i never went into church leadership to do puppets right <laughs> i never i never that's went into the quote church, of the episode right, right there i never went into church leadership to do puppets i never yes. went into this to do action songs yes but fundamentally the the testimony is this that since we went with i think the people who god was giving us versus the people he wasn't giving us oh, that's, right that's once so we good. started that's to cool. go with what he was doing yeah. we've we've started to see this incredible growth and like i say it's impacting every area of our church and so for me you know i'm just grateful i got there eventually uh, mm -hmm. it took me a few years but i'm just pleased i eventually got there and realized this was what god wanted to do here in our context Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm pleased I kind of finally worked that out. Mm -hmm. In terms of Bubble Church moving forward, you know what? Um, it's not going to be for everyone. That's mm -hmm. fine. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's not going to be for every context. It's mm -hmm. not going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that because of its simplicity and because we've started to see how this works in all sorts of different contexts, that it could well be for some people. Mm -hmm. And if they're willing to give it a go, I'd say give it a go. Mm -hmm. And um, there is just nothing better than seeing a church start to fill up with young people again. Mm -hmm. so, so good. Yeah, our hope is that, you know, we're here to serve. That's it. Yeah. Um, we want to find ways of helping others launch bubble churches around the country here mm -hmm. in the UK. Mm -hmm. But as you know, I'm open to traveling globally. and <laughs> Particularly uh, to warm climates. That's right. Particularly <laughs> to uh, places with nice beaches. Yes, uh, exactly. But no, anywhere. We, we, we would love to be able to share what God's shared with us, really. Yeah, I love it. Well, and yeah, just I just want to honor you, though. Like, I think, so essentially what you're saying is, hey, I saw where God was already at work, and I got on board with that, which sounds really easy, but you actually did it. You actually leaned in and, you know, had the eyes to look and to look around and be like, Hey, who, who's actually here and having, you know, I spent some time in your coffee shop today, been meeting with people and stuff. And it's, it's amazing. Like it is like, yeah, these are all the people that you're talking about. It's lots of people with strollers hanging out with their kids. And, um, and I th that's a, another really good lesson for us leaders as we're listening in is, is there's the perception of who we think we want in our church versus who is actually here or in our communities. And, you know, what if you just leaned into who's actually there rather than, you know, who you wish, you know, God would send you. I, I just think that's, that's so good. You know, if people want to, uh, to track with you to reach out, to actually connect with you, connect with bubble church, because we kind of talked a little bit about that. Where do we want to send them online? Like what's a website or that kind of thing? Just go to bubblechurch.org. Yep. And from there, you can get hold of me and you can find out more about Bubble Church. So that's bubblechurch.org. Okay, easy, super easy. And the other thing, the other person I want to honor in all this is our friend, our mutual friend, Carrie Newhoff. So he, uh, Marcus and I are both in an online community that Carrie runs called The Art of uh, Church, uh, The Art of Leadership, not church leadership, just The Art of Leadership. And uh, it's a fantastic online forum. It's like a private forum. You have to, you know, it's like a thing you got to pay for to get involved and all that. But that's actually how Marcus and I got connected. And man, Carrie does just such a good job on that. Does such a great job pulling all that together. And I uh, just want to honor him in, in all of that too, because it, it really is a fantastic resource. If you don't know about that, you should check that out. Well, as we're wrapping up, any final words, anything else you'd like to say as we kind of close down today's episode? It's just been great to hang out, Rich, and I really appreciate you. And I just want to add also how much I appreciate Kerry and all that he's 
shared online and with that network as well. Um, I've learned so much. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Marcus. It's been great to spend time with you at your church and, and just, you know, God's best. I'm just excited to see what happens. And, and I really do think churches, there are probably people who are listening in who today this has moved you maybe even specifically towards, hmm, maybe we should find out more about Bubble Church. I would take action on that. Go to bubblechurch.org, uh, learn more, take some steps. Marcus is a great guy, very approachable. Um, would love to help you. So thanks so much. Thanks for letting us uh, be here today. And thanks for being on the, the show. It's been great. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.